Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Secrets of Building a Successful Business with your hosts, James. And Neil's over here. I feel like I'm always further away from the mic. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here, too. (laughs) (laughs) So today's going to be a very entertaining episode because we're going to change things up a little bit. We're going to talk about the top three ways that you can work hard and fail at your business. Oh, I love that. It's it's so great to be able to work hard and fail simultaneously. That's right. Don't, oh, yeah. Doesn't everyone want both? You just get excited about it, right? That's why you work hard, is to fail. I remember a time I was in fourth grade. I had just moved to Utah um, from Georgia, and I was in a class. The teacher's name was Searle, Miss Searle. Literally the funnest teacher I'd ever had to date at that point. Loved it to death. And one day we come into class. She's like, guys, you need to take this piece of paper home to your parents and have them sign it because we're going to do a field trip in two days. And everyone's like, well, what's the field trip? And it's like, it's a rendezvous. And I remember like, what is rendezvous? What is this field trip? And she's like, oh, what we're going to do is everyone's going to bring something to class that they're going to trade. And we're going to go on a walk for about a mile. And we're going to go to this little like secluded park area. And we're going to hold our own like pioneer rendezvous Hmm. of like when the pioneers would trade, would trade with, you know, different groups, whether they're whatever and how they would trade and you just try to trade and get the best deal you can. And so everyone's like, okay, all right. And you know, she's like, some of you can dress up as native Americans. Some was like, I was like, Thinking back on it, I'm like a little edgy. All right. <laughs> but now I'm like, you know, we were in fourth grade and everyone was having fun with it. Rendezvous day comes. We go and we have a lot of fun. Everyone's trading, doing these things. And at the end of it, like we had to walk like a mile and a half to this location. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was a safe walk. It was secluded and hidden. It was awesome in the mountains. And we got back. Uh, the, 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 the popular group in the fourth grade was like, guys, that was the coolest thing in the world. We should go back and we're going to play house. We're going to play house there. And they invited me. And there was a really cute girl named Jessica that I was like, wait, she's going? Heck yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll totally come play house. Like whatever. Like, I had never played house in my life. I didn't know what this was. So we ended up packing up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And after school, like two days later, we all booked it back to this place where we did this rendezvous and we, air quotes again, played house. It was the stupidest thing I'd ever done. And yet we had worked so hard to do this thing. We we worked together to do something really cool. And then I was like, this is it. This is all we're doing. Guys, this is, is, it was a lot of work for something that was useless, that didn't matter. And I remember like, after we all ended, everyone was like, this was so cool. We should do it again. Like, Neil, you coming tomorrow? And I was like, no, no, I am not coming tomorrow. Because if I'm going to play, I'm going to go play. So what was stupid about it? Well, it was just, it was so inconsequential. Like everything was like, you're literally playing house. Like, all right, now this is your house and I'm going to come over and I'll knock on your door and then we'll play when we're inside. It's like, why don't we just go jump on a trampoline? (laughs) Like, why did, why did we have to, you know, walk a mile and a half here and bring like food and like prep all this stuff? just to pretend that we're adults. But like, we can do that anywhere without parents or like people wondering what we're doing. Like a backyard is great for that kind of stuff. And you didn't have to waste three hours of your day just to do it. And I remember just being like, oh, oh, this was not cool. This was not as cool as I thought it was gonna be. 
Um, again, I'd never played house before. Didn't really know what that entailed. Um, maybe have like toy guns and we're shooting. I don't know. I did't know why. I just remember thinking this was dumb. That's a never really interesting. It. Never did it again. That's a really interesting story. In fact, it, was, it reminds me of something that happened to me when I was four years old. Wow, that's a good memory. Yeah, it's one of the few memories I've had for, from way back then. But I remember sitting around with, with my friends who were just like the other four-year-olds in the neighborhood. And we were sitting near this like a motorhome thing. And we're like, you know what? Let's let's build ourselves a treehouse. It was a similar type thing, right? But cool. it's a little different because all of my friends were like, yeah, it would be so great. We'll, we'll get this wood and we'll like make a treehouse. And to me, there was a big, at four years old, there was a big disconnect in my mind. I'm like, wait a second. How is this wood going to become a treehouse? Like, you guys don't know, <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I, I had the same thought. This is pointless. Like, oh. okay, that's nice that you're thinking about this, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's, this, isn't, this isn't how it works. Yeah. It's not how it that's works. It's so crazy. Uh, so with that story in mind, though, the plain life, plain house, plain business. There's definitely an element of a lot of startups where they think they're just playing business. It goes back to, to my college days where this pattern doesn't ever change the older you get. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be sitting in my college classes and I made made a lot of friends. The semester's underway. And I'd be like, wait, you're good at this. You're good at this. And you're good at this. Dude, we could start a business. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea to start a business. But no one has any idea what they're doing. And, and just having an idea to start a business isn't really starting a business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we're getting with today is in order to actually start a business and not just play, you need to have a solid path to execution, a mm-hmm. solid path to sales. Yeah. So that's, that's the main course. So with this, we have, we have three topics that we're going to talk about that these are the three secrets that if you do these, um, you're never going to get to sales. You won't get to sales. You'll end up failing. And, you know, I had a, I had a philosophy press professor, Wayne Hinowitz. Uh, he was an ex Navy SEAL. He has an amazing life story. Man, I love learning from him. Uh, he was more than a professor. Actually, he was like a mentor. Like he mentored me as I built my, as I wrote my thesis and whatnot. But he had a phrase that no business is in business to go out of business. I want to clarify, no real business is in business to go out of business. But these three things that we've talked about are things like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we've both experienced them in different areas and different times in our life, but they've been consistent with, with companies that struggle to succeed. And by succeed, we mean actually get to sales and grow, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And first one, you mentioned it, I thought it was brilliant, is because you have that business license, because you're an actual entity in the government's eyes, that means you're a business. No, no, it doesn't mean you're a business. That's not how this works. That's yeah, cool. You you have something. You you took the first step of becoming a business, and that is that is commendable. That's a scary thing to do, but that is not where it ends. You you are no you're not going to be successful just because you have that license. Yeah, like customers aren't going to come knocking on your door just because you've signed the paperwork mm-hmm. and have a bank account. Mm-hmm. Like, your treehouse thing. Yeah. It's like you have this idea, guys, yeah, we're going to build a treehouse for my friends. Like, yeah, guys, we're going to go, we're going to go play house and it's going to be cool, but we have to do a lot of work to do it. It's like, 
I thought it would be cool. No, it's not cool. It wasn't cool at all. It was yeah. dumb. It was so <laughs> dumb. So number one, having that business license. While very important and essential to actually developing a business, doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Yeah, it doesn't help you get to sales. Mm-hmm. Do- yeah, it doesn't help you at all get to sales. There's many people like a nephew of mine who, who I adore. When he was like five years old, he's like, I remember he was like, you know what people buy, Neil? I was like, what's that? He's like, cotton candy. People buy cotton candy. And I was like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, I went, he'd been doing chores for like a month and he saved up like $10. Like I went and bought a bunch of cotton candy from a store. He's like, I'm going to go door to door. I'm going to sell this cotton candy. I'm like, you're five. This was like literally like two years ago. He was doing this with me. I came, I came, went and visited him like a week later. He went full on, bought the cotton candy and went and sold it and doubled his money. See, that's like, awesome. I was like, dude, you just, he understood a concept that most of us don't. It's like, so same, similar done. story I have. So um, I, I was in Boy Scouts when I was a kid and one of our scout camps, our summer camps, we went to Catalina Island, oh. which was awesome. Very cool. And some of the, the scouts that came with us, they had this brilliant idea because every scout on the scout camp goes to the trading post to get candy and supplies and all sorts of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, why should they go to the trading post to get their candy when they can come to us to get their candy? And so they brought this huge cooler full of candy <laughs> bars and like atomic fireballs and, and Smarties, all these candies. And they made a killing. Like no one was going to the trading post. Everyone was coming to our campsite to get all their candy. Oh, man, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. So yes, you can get started without that. But you do, if you're going to build a real business, you do need to have the, the license. Just make sure it's not going to stop you. Number two, number two was when you have that idea and you're thinking about starting the company and it's like, people are telling you it's a good idea. Or even after you started the company and people are still telling you it's a good idea, but it's not selling. Or, you know, you have these justifications like, oh, it takes time to build up that clientele or it takes time to actually build the product. No, 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 no. Learn how to sell it immediately. Like there are some, some top like softwares that take a lot of heavy lifting up front. Mm-hmm. You can still get things rolling on the sales front of getting people hyped for it, getting a pre-sale set or anything like that. There's a lot of issues, or not a lot of issues, a lot of things you can do. Yeah, and, and the danger with having a good idea is it's really tempting to think that you have to uh, flush the idea out to completion before you're ready to sell. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge trap that mm-hmm. You know, hey, if you want to fail, do it, man. Build that that product or whatever out to completion, like mm-hmm. fully functional, perfect, and then start selling it. Yeah, no, like you don't have to do that at all. Um, the other part about the whole "it's a good idea" that causes you to fail is the people that you're pitching to. You have to take that into consideration. Of yeah, who are the ones that are telling you it's a good idea? Is it just an echo chamber? Are the people that already agree with you that would like the idea but aren't going to necessarily buy it? Oh, I think we're a lot of us are subject to our own echo chambers now more than ever, just because of technology. Um, and so what might seem like a good idea actually isn't a good idea. I think Shark Tank is a hilarious example. People go on and they have this and like, well, I heard it was a good idea. And the sharks are like, from who? Like who who told you? Like, this is a this is a rich person's hobby. Someone that literally has nothing better to do and tons of money to throw away. And that's a very small market. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing you got to do is if you've got a good idea, like 
be sure that it actually is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what you're talking about. Like vet it out, vet it out with people who are, who don't think like you, mm-hmm. you know? which means you're going to have to ask people that probably don't like your idea and you need to hear what they have to say. Um, it's like a sailboat. I used to tell one of my, one of my friends all the time, like he hated hearing bad news, but I was like, Hey bud, if you're going to set sail, make sure you, you plug the holes that are in the boat already. Um, when it came to him developing his product, he hated hearing like negative feedback. Yeah. It's like, no, this negative feedback is great because it saves you so much time from trying to figure out why it's not working in the future. Get that now, fill those holes in your boat so you can set sail. Yeah. And if you've got a good idea and you're trying to vet it, who is the best person to ask or the best group of people to ask about your idea? Mm-hmm. Your target market. Like go to your target market. Yeah. And, and I think you hit on something true, Neil, and that is it's human nature to not want to hear that your idea is a bad idea. Oh, like you, you don't want to hear it, but you've got to hear it. You know, if, if someone is telling you things, reasons why your idea might not work, you got to listen. Like don't make excuses. Don't justify it. If your target market says it's not going to work, then you got you to gotta believe them. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't need that rigor mortis kung fu grip on that <laughs> thing. If, it's, if that's not going to work, it's not going to work. So, yeah, so the third thing I wanted to talk about is something we've discussed with a lot of people, and that's execution. When we mean execution, we mean executing on things that will move the ball towards sales, that will push things towards actually getting the product into your customer's hands and them giving you monetary compensation so that you can actually do that. Um. Yeah, so execution, a lot of things that we have to do with execution, um, things that we often feel like are helping us execute is hiring or even just doing like random things at work that's going to like hiring, building a brand logo, things like that. Like those help you feel like you're moving it forward, but they're actually not helping you get to sales a lot of times. So being a UX designer, I spent a lot of time studying Alan Cooper. He was he was one of my mentors in this field. And he talked about this concept called excise. And it's it's basically the energy you put into something before you start moving towards your goal. And so the example he gives is like, let's say your goal is to go to the grocery store and you're going to drive to the grocery store. The excise is, <laughs> is getting in the car, opening the door, sitting down, turning on the car opening the garage door, backing out, and closing the garage door. Mm-hmm. And then you're on the way to the grocery store. Okay. So those are all steps you have to do. But none of those steps is actually going to the grocery store. That's mm-hmm. the stuff you've got to do to prep for it to go. And, uh, and so there's a lot of things. The things that Niels was talking about was uh, getting you ready to execute, but it's not actually executing. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's really easy to fall into the trap of like spinning your wheels and doing all these things because, because other people have done, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a logo or everyone has employees at the, uh, the only, the only difference is everyone else also has sales. <laughs> and if you don't have sales, you don't need to be yeah. spinning your wheels on these other things. Mm-hmm. I remember a time where, uh, back in the college days, again, trying to start like different companies, uh, I had my one thing I was trying to do for the internships, helping people get internships. My buddy Tom was trying to start a political group, a website that helped people keep in touch with all things political. 
And he got a grant from the school. I think I mentioned that he got the grant from the school to help him build this. And immediately he had people saying, Hey, give me a job. Hey, give me a job. And he's like, no, like, I don't need this. And he had a lot of people doing that. In the meantime, because I was good friends, I'm like, hey, Tom, what are some of the things you're, 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 you find that you're not able to accomplish right now that you would like to get accomplished to help you get this thing live and get users? He's like, oh, Neil, this, this, and this. I took those, what he said, and I would work on those on the weekend and my time. And within a week and I came back, he's like, Neil, do you want to be part of the company? <laughs> like he, he, he did that. Nice. And other people, I remember I was around when they came and asked for a job. And like, hey, you said you weren't hiring, but you hired Neil. He's like, that's because Neil's working on it. He's not just looking for a handout. He literally started producing yeah. and is getting us closer to this goal of making us go live in a month and all these things, which kind of ties in, you know, doing what's necessary as well as don't just hire people. You guys, it's, if, if you do have a little bit of money and you're like, oh, great, now I, can, I have money, to, I'll hire someone new. Or you have someone that's like, hey, this is a great idea. I want to be on board. That's great. But hiring those people, bringing those, those extra heads in doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the job. No, it's just hanging out. It's yeah. just playing business. Yeah, you and your, your friends building the, the, the tree for it, didn't matter how many of your, your buddies were there with the wood. Mm -hmm. You could have 50 of you guys doing it. You're still, we're never going to build a tree fort yeah. or a tree house. <laughs> and that's a, that's a big thing. So a big tactic that I learned, um, oh, I wish I could remember the guy's name right now. I think it's Steven. I can't remember his last name. I'll get it to you next time. Uh, but he, he has, I know he didn't invent this, but he's the one that turned me on to it. Mm -hmm. uh, talks about every day when you're working, kind of like it was his time management tool. He's like, you write down the things that you need to do. And then put a green dot next to the things that are going to move you closer to sales and a red dot red dot next to the things that you just need to do. Mm -hmm. They're like excise, right? Yes. They're, they're things that are important, but they're not going to move you closer to sales. And then he says, what I do every day, and he, other people have done it too, is I focus solely on getting the green dots done first because I want to make sure I move towards sales. And then with the excess time, I'll focus on the red dots. I'll do it like in order of, okay, what do I do? Got, got to do today? What do I got to do today? His story is funny. He's like, guys, I focus so much on the green dots. I never could even get to the, the red dots, <laughs> but because I was getting sales, I was able to hire someone to do the red dots because Perfect. those red dots were essential. You know, they're like, you know, make sure you have your taxes that your, your corporation are being paid. Make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, the bills are being paid, keep the lights and the internet on. Yeah. Um, but it's the whole yeah, green dot, red dot approach, which I thought was obviously fascinating that I remembered it like I did. And it's something I use in my own life. Like, okay, what's going to push me in the direction I need to go? In this case, move our direction, our company forward so that we're not just playing business. So that like, and this is something that we need to use for our clients as well as so is we're coaching them. They're not just playing business because we don't want to put our efforts into someone that's just going to close their doors. Like, yeah, exactly. That's really hard. That's really hard. Cool. Uh, so let's summarize here. So the, the top three things that you can do to, to, to spin your wheels and then fail are, first of all, you know, th thinking you're successful by getting your business license. Yeah. Thinking that's, that's like one of the end all be alls, which it's not. Number two, 
oh, is when people say it's a good idea mm-hmm. and, 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 and that's going to push you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to push you towards sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is spending your time on excise on all these things that are important mm-hmm. or they are important, but they don't get you to sales. Spending the time on the red dots, the red dots. versus the green dots. Very much so. So if you, if you spend time on the red dots and you just get the, uh, the feel good, oh yeah, you have a great product, but nobody's buying and you've incorporated, good luck. You know, good, luck. good luck. Have fun <laughs> with it. But if you do want to change it, if you actually want to succeed, incorporating is important. It's very important. But start focusing on, you know, on the essentials, on the, the essentials, sales. on how you can actually move that ball towards sales. Uh, Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we would love to hear your experiences if you have any mm-hmm. anything to share about this particular topic. Um, also, if you have any feedback, please let us know and we'll chat with you later. Yeah. Lastly, keep kicking butt, everybody.